Dear songwriter, this is the story about how I booked my first show in Beijing. Back in 2010, which is hard to believe it was 12 years ago now, which is both weird and frightening at the same time. But yeah, I'm going to tell that story before I kind of get into that, letting you know that it is, what is today? April 19th, 2022. And it is snowing here in Vermont which I guess is not totally unusual, but when I woke up this morning, I was thinking to myself how I am so grateful that I do not have to commute because I think if I did and I walked out, if I did and I had to walk out in the snow and clear my car off, I think I would have had some sort of breakdown. So feeling very blessed today that I have an online business. Let's just put it that way. So yeah, this story, like I said, is back from 2010. And basically the premise is I was studying abroad in Beijing at a university doing an intensive Mandarin language program. So aside from music, language is my other somewhat intense passion of mine. And so once Friday came around, we were out and about. We were also kind of a work hard, play hard sort of mentality. There was one night we went out to this part of the city called Hohai. And it's a really nice part of the city. There's a lot of a lot of bars, a lot of cool restaurants, a lot of street food, a little bit touristy. I was with a group of friends and we went into this bar and it was the first bar that I noticed actually had a guitar. And so because there was a house guitar and I was somewhat, I guess, somewhat not sober at that part of the evening, I mustered up the courage to ask the band who was playing if I might be able to play a song. And they were about to go on a set break and they were like, yeah, that's perfect. We're about to take a break. Why don't you go up and play a couple songs? So I played a couple songs and that gave me the idea of like, wow, it would be really cool if I could actually book a show here while I'm here. I was there for about, I think, four months or something. And so I didn't really think too much of it. I think I mentioned it to a friend and who who played drums and they also had some like congas there, which was which was cool. And we didn't really like think much of it. And then a few days later, I was having a conversation with that friend who plays the drums. And I was like, I feel like we should try and get a show at that bar. I think it would be a lot of fun. And he was down and we went back to the bar. We basically asked who we could speak to, um, who the Laoban, meaning the uh, kind of like the boss or the owner, however you want to think of it. And so uh, they were like, yeah, you know, you can, you can talk to him in a little bit. And so <laughs> he came out a little bit intense. He had like really high energy about him, which I appreciated. And basically told him my situation. I would like to play. I'd like to play a show here. I'm American. We're American. I'm doing this program. Would be, would be cool to play a show here. And so he was like, okay, let's sit down. Let's talk about this. And so he invited us to sit down. I think it was maybe early in the day, so it was not that busy. And we just started drinking a lot of Qingdao, Qingdao Pijou, which is like, oh, Singtao, the Singtao beer. And so, and for the record, getting Singtao back in 2010 in Beijing, I think it was around a dollar. So we drank a lot of those. But anyway, so we started just having a lot of beer and we just start talking. At this point, my Mandarin is not that great. And he had a really heavy Beijing accent and a little bit tough to understand, but was able to sort it out. And so we got to talking a little about the show possibility. And 
essentially I was like, there's a lot of college students who would be interested in coming out. And I knew at this point that venues more cared about how many people you were to bring rather than what your music was like. And so his first question was, do your friends drink a lot? And I just very clearly said, yes, they, they absolutely do. And they would, certainly, if they came to the show. And that was pretty much all he needed to hear. He was like, okay, let's do this. And so then we got to negotiating about the set times and also the pay and everything. And so he was like, well, can you play for two and a half hours or three hours? At the time, I didn't have the material ready at all. But I was kind of just like, well, I have, I have some time. We'll, we'll figure this out. And so we strategically picked the date so that it was the last night of the program, so the graduation night. And I really had a goal in mind to really make it the event of the evening. And so I was really excited about that because people are going to be done. They're going to want to come out. They're going to want to party. So we picked that date. And then we got to talking about the uh, pay. And I guess this is good advice for when you are booking, start to book shows. There's, there's a few ways it can work. One is you can collect the cover at the door, or you can get paid some sort of flat rate, or you can take a percentage of the bar. And so talking it through, we decided to go with percentage of the bar, or I guess the laoban, the, the owner kind of decided that. And so ended up, I don't remember what it was exactly, 20% of the bar or something. So we were going to take home 20% of the bar in cash at the end of the night. And so promoting the show was also an interesting experience because, like I said, I really wanted to make this the event, the graduation event. So weeks leading up to it, basically what I did was I started talking about it a lot while I was studying, while I was in class and stuff and getting people stoked about it. And that included teachers who were honestly not that much older than us. And it was the culture for students and and teachers to mingle. And then I think I sent out a couple email blasts and basically got a few friends together to be somewhat of a street team to, to talk the show up a little bit. So fast forward to the night of the show, and I think I think the whole program came, including teachers, probably like 50-ish people. And it was really an amazing evening. We sang songs in both English and Mandarin. And it was funny, though. There was one point where I was like kind of engaging with the, the owner of the bar, the same guy that I had spoken to earlier. And he kept telling me, you need to tell your friends to drink more. So during my set, occasionally I'd just be like, drink more, drink more. Also a very bizarre experience. I've never had the owner of a bar request for me to request to my friends, to the crowd that they, they need to consume more alcohol. So that was definitely an interesting experience as well. And overall, one of the better nights of my life. It was just so fun. Um, the program itself was amazing. And so it was a perfect way to end the program. And I guess my biggest takeaway from this is that it was super uncomfortable approaching the owner in the beginning, especially because there was a language barrier situation. I was not a thousand percent confident in my Mandarin at this point, but I just did it. And, you know, that's not to pat myself on the back, but it's more to just show that if you take that imperfect action and you're not totally sure what's going to come back from it, that's okay because something's going to come from it and it might not be clear, but it could also result in really amazing opportunities. And so for me, it resulted in a really cool show, bringing a lot of people together, also gave me more confidence to approach situations like that. And even I would say resulted in not a, not too bad of a payday. I don't remember how much how much we made. And I think we ended up, 
you know, splitting it uh, amongst groups of a uh, group of friends who helped me with promoting the show. And we basically just spent it on a festivities for the rest of the evening and the rest of the program. But yeah, it just goes to show that if you take this imperfect action, you never know what might come of it. And it also, I think, led me to really feeling like I could do this performing live thing and I could do this show booking thing. And so shortly after that, I really started to get into promoting shows, promoting my own shows, but also helping others out to realize these show experiences as well. And so it's just a really cool jumping off point that was a fusion of my passions as it relates to culture, language, and everything else, music. Uh, so anyways, that's how I booked my first show in Be Beijing. If you'd like to connect with me, if you are feeling like you want to take that leap, getting your first album out there, writing that first song, Let's have a conversation. So the way it works is you'd head to my website, connorfrost.com, C-O-N-N-O-R, Frost, F-R-O-S-T.com, slash, just start, J-U-S-T-S-T-A-R-T, and you'll book a free call with my team. And on that call, we're going to assess your struggles. We're going to set a clear goal for your music. And if it feels like a good fit, tell you a little bit more about my Start Your Artist Journey one-on-one -on -one mentorship where I help musicians, songwriters to write and release their first album so they can effectively start their artist journey. So if you're interested in that, please click the link that I'm going to include in the comments, in the show notes, wherever you might uh, be hearing or seeing this. And that's it for now. Thanks so much, y'all. Talk to you soon.